listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80, where we will be wrapping up Clockwork Angel. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. You guys, episode 80. It's crazy. Eight zero. Crazy. And we got some good questions this this round. I mean, they're always good, but I feel like we got more than normal. Definitely. I feel like we didn't do it the last book. So more than that. <laughs> well, we do. Okay. Listen, you don't have to call us out for, <laughs> for getting right. to post a wrap-up episode last time. we've made it very clear. Yeah. <laughs> we are fucking <laughs> amateurs. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Oh my gosh. So how was your guys' week? Does everyone have a good week? If it was uneventful, that's fine. We don't have to yeah. try to force. <laughs> don't force me to talk about it. Right. <laughs> it was so boring. <laughs> my boss was yeah, in Mexico, was so I had to cover her right. desk and it was horrible. It's a terrible job. I mean, I was fine. Like I'm, I'm competent. Like I, I, I can do the job, but it's, it's a terrible job. It's horrible. You, you just can't text. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> fuck! I did that today too. Oh, <laughs> uh, I text one of my drivers, and I was trying to say, "Give me a sec," and I said, "Give me a sex," <laughs> <laughs> and then I was horrified. <laughs> I love I tried that- to text my boss today. Thanks with an exclamation point, which to preface this, he's been my friend since I was 15. So it's not like my boss boss, but still. And I accidentally like clicked the word above the exclamation point, you know? So it said, thanks, babe. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right now I'm bright red. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I'm so, so like all these asterisks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Oops. <laughs> it's going around. It's so bad. Fat fingers. I was really sick all weekend. Oh, yeah. That was me. I'm glad you're feeling better. Me freaking too. Right? (sighs) It's no fun being sick. And especially, like, I don't know, for the past two years when being sick is, like, makes everybody be like, I, you can't, I can't see you for the next year. I'm sorry. You have to quarantine yourself. You sneeze and you feel like you have to leave. (laughs) My mom was like, she was like, did you go get a COVID test? And I was like, no. She was like, you didn't. And I was like, I'm vaccinated. Number one, I've been vaccinated. Number two, I have an earache. Right, right. These symptoms (laughs) are not at all. These are not COVID (laughs) symptoms. I guess maybe you can have a sore throat, but no coughing, no wheezing. It was right. my fever was over in two days. No symptoms returned. Right. <laughs> it was just regular old ick. Right. <laughs> right. Those still happen here and there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about no. you, Amanda? I cut you off before I didn't mean to. No, I have literally nothing. We got trees taken out of our yard this week and a new garage door opener. Oh, fancy, right? (laughs) Yep, ours went out, so it's, like, so quiet. It's crazy. That's it. That's that's your 30s with kids. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) You get excited about, like, I mean, when we got our garage fridge, well, okay, technically, our garage fridge was our regular fridge. We got a new fridge. So 
our regular fridge became our garage fridge. But I was like, yeah. dude, we made it, baby. I'm like, this is it. Say, that's how you know. You both have garage <laughs> fridges. I'm so jealous. I can't keep my garage fridge plugged in. But otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. It flips the GCFI breaker. Oh. And then the fridge stops working. Yeah, we only have one plug in our garage that can handle our freezer. Because <laughs> same. Yeah. Did we, I say that wrong? GFCI, GCFI, whatever. I don't. You I could don't say know. ABC and I would not know yep. the difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. I don't know. My house is old, so I'm sure it should flip a breaker that our uh, chest freezer and our garage fridge are on the same wall, but like it doesn't. So wow, cool. We haven't burned down yet. <laughs> it's good. Winning. No sparks. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's oh, great. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, I don't think we have any reviews today. Mm-mm. So if you haven't left a review, you should probably, like, you know, leave a, leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. It'd be cool uh-huh. if you were, like, into doing something like that. Just saying. Yeah, we'd like that. Apparently, right. um, I can try to read sometimes. <laughs> right. Or if you can't leave a review and you send us a direct message on Instagram. Because like yeah. you don't have Apple Podcasts or you're not a Facebook person that can like like the Facebook page and leave a review. If you send us a DM and let us know it's okay to read it, we will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or email us if you don't have Instagram. Yep. Everyone direct can make messages are. Email. Everyone can me, make a Gmail. <laughs> right. I DMs think. are personal, so the stuff that you send us on there we don't read on air, obviously. Mm-hmm. Unless you say specifically that we can. Yeah. But if you do and you're into it. That would be cool. Anyway. Yeah. We sound so bored. <sighs> okay. I just, because we're, we all don't like, I hate asking, but like, uh, can you? Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Out? You're both twirling your hair right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my hair's in pigtails, so I can't, but I probably would be. Yeah, we're we're just we're just really bad at this. Have some like pity on us and <laughs> tell us how cool we are. Yeah. <laughs> that, goal that, that's really why we get, do this. <laughs> we want more um five star reviews than any other Shadow Hunter podcast. So Did you actually look that is that real or are you just making that up? No, I want more. I said I don't know. Oh, if oh do. you want more? <laughs> I, I thought you went around and like fucking looked at all of them. I was like, wait, what? No, dude. There's one that has like a, like thousands and thousands of followers. I don't think that's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, I think they did it just on the TV show, so they're done. Mm. Oh, okay. And they've been done, but um, I don't know. We're in it for the long haul. Day. Poor Amanda. Everybody, when I say the podcast, you're still doing that, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> talk about it. I mean, sometimes I guess when I, you know, when I talk to friends that I haven't talked to in a while, they're like, are you still doing the podcast? Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't listen. That's what I say every time somebody says that. <laughs> <laughs> you would I don't, know if you would listen. I don't want any of those people to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I want to be able to talk shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously. I don't talk Love shit. you all. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> my husband just yelled from the background, only about me. <laughs> uh, fair. Does he even listen? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. And he's no. read the book. <laughs> he's read all of the books. And I feel like that's enough. He doesn't have to listen to the podcast, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like 15 books. Like, and he plowed through them, like, one right after another, too. Yeah, he did. Oh, that's great. He's nodding as he's on book four of the uh, A Court of uh, Thorns and Roses. <laughs> Listen, this is what happens when a, a, a book lover becomes a hermit. You see? They make mm-hmm. their spouse be their... He's just staring at me like really like disappointed dad face. Like the he whole just night fell turns. for your trap. He realizes what happened. Oh no, he knew the whole time. He's just humoring me. Oh, that's but, sweet. You know, I bring the book club to me, right? <laughs> no, the the trick is is I I make him listen to a book when we do a road trip. And then he's the kind of person that has to finish the story. Like he has to, he has me to know too. what happens. And so then that's how I get hooked into series. That's great. <laughs> He's flipping me off now. <laughs> All right. Back to our regularly scheduled programming, people. We've got questions that you guys submitted. Okay. So my question is, I don't know if I missed this. Or if I just need to, I don't know. Six-fingered Nigel. Do you think he only has six fingers or do you think he has a total of 12 fingers or a total of 11 fingers? I think he has a total of, of 10 fingers. And I think that six finger Nigel is a nickname because he's a thief. Oh, like free 99. Yeah. Or like sticky finger discount. Exactly. Okay. But it's like, he's got an extra finger because he's so good. Okay. But I have no reason to think that that's tr- true. It's just my head cannon. Okay. Okay. I was thinking Princess Bride, sort of. Gosh, Where he's I got an extra finger. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I was thinking that he had six fingers total, but then I was like, well, that might be difficult because Will said he like got in a fight, right? So. You weren't sure about the logistics of this name exactly. and whether it was it was accurate to his his description, or right. if he was a That's velociraptor. It. Yeah, right, exactly, right. Because do, does That's it say all. what he what he was like? Was he a fairy or a goblin or something? Or or did it not say? I don't know that it sound sound said if he was a part of the downworld or not. Actually, that's a good question. Also, okay, so I feel it, it like might he just... would be a goblin. Now that you're saying that. Well, because I was thinking because he was dressed like a child. So. Okay. I was like, well, maybe he's short, like like a tiefling or something like, you know. Right. Like on Zootopia when the mouse or whatever pretends to be a child. He's sure. really a grown dude. So funny. <laughs> oh, the fox. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I watched Zootopia last night. How did you know? Oh, I love that movie. Because <laughs> you have children. <laughs> Robin's like, no, I locked myself in my room and watched it by myself. Dude. <laughs> I wish. Right. Except I wouldn't watch that. No. No. No, you'd watch Pride and Prejudice. I I think I will soon. <laughs> yeah, so okay. So six fingered Nigel. That's I <laughs> 
I never gave it that much thought. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I like how open that that character was because it, it made, one, it makes you think, right? You're never mm-hmm. going to forget that there was a six-finger Nigel, right? <laughs> yeah. like, like, you're, you're never going to forget that, like, it, it could have been anything. They, it could have been, like, a super generic name. And I really like it when authors use, like, those throwaway characters to bring a little flavor to the world and yes. give you something to kind of like spark onto, you know? So I think it's a, it's an interesting character, but it's a even more interesting, um, literary, uh, tool. Tool. Yes. That's the word. I think what you mean is that was a really good question, Amanda, and you're so it, smart. It was an incredible <laughs> question. It was very thought provoking. And I, would have never thought to like dig into that. That's great. And this is what this, this is what this podcast is all about. I also want to know what do you think kind of charm or spell or whatever did Mrs. Dark put on church to make him potentially immortal? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm Because to me, it's like I assumed that it was part of like a sacrifice right. or it like to sacrifice the cat in order to bring back the sister or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you'd think, I don't know, maybe she had to make him immortal. Then she's stealing his life force to give to her sister. Okay. I don't know. That might track a little bit, but like if, if, if a demon could make someone immortal, then wouldn't there be a bunch of immortals or something immortal? There'd be like yeah. a bunch of immo- immortal creature creatures creatures but like that Uh that's the thing that never made sense to me is I'm like well if she's gonna sacrifice him because I thought the same thing like if she's gonna sacrifice Mm -hmm. him in some like ritual or something why experiment on him like what's what's the point what 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 benefit does that add Mm -hmm. so I don't know unless maybe um, she was trying to practice the necromancy skills on the cat before she tried it on the sister that would make sense so maybe he was dead too and Mm. she brought him back and so he's not he's not immortal he's undead right so then he in turn would live forever via magic whatever Mm Hmm. interesting Hmm. (laughs) i mean i don't don't know. know but i i think going back to literary tools and and things like that but i think specifically she does not get into like the necromancy just just that necromancy is bad right and and as we, it's a theme throughout this world is like she doesn't get into it she doesn't have to explain it because it's such a taboo that like no one even needs to know about it so mm-hmm. it's a nice like right kind of cheat to not have to like think those parts through because you're like yeah no one knows it's just magic yeah it's just what it is <clears throat> Anyway, um, so what do we, why don't, why don't we do our first listener question? Ooh. Lindsay asks, were there any surprises for you as a reader? Yes, I was surprised when Thomas and Agatha died because what is this like Game of Thrones? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it they certainly subverted expectations. I, I did not... Mm-hmm. Once Agatha died, I was like, oh, that's the sacrifice. 
yep. right? Like for, for whatever this battle is, like that's going to be the sacrifice. And then mm-hmm. with Thomas, I was, I was way shocked that, cause Agatha's like, yeah, I mean, we don't really know anything about her. She's an easy character to kill off. There's no emotional payoff really other than seeing yep. Sophie being upset, but that's like secondary. Whereas with Thomas's death, that was like, one, I wasn't expecting it because my guard was down because someone had already died. It was like red wedding status. Like you don't, you don't expect yep, exactly. it. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. And I it comes out at you. I knew, I remembered that Thomas died, mm-hmm. but I didn't think Agatha died. I just completely forgot about, I knew yeah. she yeah. was a character. And for <laughs> some reason, I just... Like the cook, I knew it was a character or whatever, and I yeah. just for some reason I just thought she was there, melded the books together, something. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that would be mine, I think. Yeah, I, I was definitely shocked by that. Um first time I read it, I was shocked by um Nate's uh reveal. Mm-hmm. I, I knew he was a piece of shit. I just didn't know he was like an evil piece of shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this guy's a fucking nard. Like, I don't know. No. <laughs> nard. I don't know. That's it was what came to my head. Used back then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Suck on my nards. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I, Bart Simpson? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Um. I think both of those things you said surprised me all as well. And um, I feel like I'm trying to think back because I, I want to say I read it fast, mm-hmm. obviously. And it's been so long. The details yeah. don't necessarily remember when I first did it. But I think this time around on a reread it surprised me how much kind of like with the Simon thing uh-huh. my views on characters changed yep because to okay. me and I'm in my head I'm just like Will's great oh my god I love him and obviously obviously there are two more books but uh-huh. in this one I'm just like dude I forgot like I know it's kind of like that bad boy edge but he's such a butthole mm-hmm. yeah he really and is I for- he really is but I forgot how much I don't think it bugged me as much I just Mm-hmm. I really looped Will and Jace together the first time I read it because I'm just like, oh, what Herondale's going to Herondale, basically. Right. Like, it's just kind of their MO, whatever. I'm kind of attracted to people that don't treat me nicely anyway. Like, whatever. <laughs> but now going back and I'm just like, dude, what? What? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I just I the first time I read it, I wasn't super into these books because I wasn't really into the historical stuff, which is leaps and bounds away from who I am as a person now. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? I'm like practically a history bounder. I'm like, <laughs> like, can I turn my own butter, please? Like, it's so bad. But back then I was, I had zero interest. So I was bored with the world and it wasn't as like steamy as I wanted it to be because they're all proper. Whereas the second time I read this series last summer, um, because I ripped through all the books again 
and I had not come back to the series since. I knew I liked certain characters, but I was I was like, eh, I don't need to read it again or whatever. Second time I read through it, I was like, oh, I love this so much more. Like, I think just because I'm a different person, like I'm, I'm more mature. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't mm-hmm. need them to be like making out in the corner. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. I was like, I appreciate like it. I appreciate the slow burn and like the angst <laughs> a little bit more. Uh-huh. Well, but, see, I always liked historical, but that's, that's always my jam. But reading it as we're like going through it and actually like analyzing it and picking it apart, I'm like, oh. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think Will's character, I I liked him the first time. I was like meh with him the second time. And then now the third time I'm kind of like, okay, I'm over you. Like you need to get your shit together. Uh Uh-huh. So we'll see what happens in book two and three and how, how, how the, an additional reread is going to change opinions. Mm -hmm. You guys ready for another question? Let's do it. All right. This next question comes from Catherine. Uh, who do you each think Tessa is truly meant to be with and why? As of this book. Knowing all that we know about the males in this book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's hard because for me, being in this book, obviously, Jim treats Tessa a lot like obviously leaps and bounds better than will does like a Mm -hmm. you know with respect oh yeah Uh Yeah. but two things number one he has a short like he's on a short time span he's on borrowed time Mm -hmm. so that much that's not much of a future for her and number two she's just not as interested and i always feel bad saying i know further books away you and i've had this discussion before about another thing i just i feel I don't want to ship something that somebody's not invested in, if that makes sense. So if the character isn't invested in the relationship, it's hard for me to okay be like, okay, yeah, go for it, go for it, because it just mm-hmm. kind of feels icky. And at this at this station, you're like, I don't she, think Tessa's she's into obviously it. not interested in at all. I don't think she is at this really? point. Really, I don't think it would be fair to him because she's clearly, even though he's treating her like garbage, she's still very much. Mm-hmm. into will uh-huh. i don't think it would be fair to Jem. i think okay. things are turning for her uh-huh. after the last scene where they're in the music so. room together uh-huh after so she was on the roof with will and then they're in the music right. room i feel like at that point that's kind of the turning see for me where she's just like okay what's up okay <laughs> see i think the moment that he kissed her hand and she blushed and she was like oh damn I think that's when she was like, oh, whoa, there's this guy who treats me really nice and is actually really hot. And holy shit, is that my heart? Like, I feel like because she was so wrapped up because how do I the way I see my perception of Will and Tessa's relationship right now is very childish, immature crush on the Uh super hot, popular guy. Right. Mm-hmm. With like the cool car in high school. Like you're a freshman. He's a junior. He's got the the Mustang. Robin knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> and he offers you a ride home, you know. It just reminds me of Billy Madison. He brings like, what was it? Like the Trans Am with the eagle on it. Right. He has an Ario Speedwagon shirt on. <laughs> yes. 
But like that anyway. that fuck boy to like the original fuck boy, right? Like uh-huh. that guy. Yes. And you're you're like, oh, I love him. I have such a crush on him. And like she's writing his name. Like she's writing like Mrs. Tessa Herondale in her fucking like codex. <laughs> her trapper keeper. Exactly. <laughs> you know, she's got this like very immature crush on him right now. He hasn't given her any reason to actually like feel, you know, genuine emotion about him because he's just being a dick. I mean, he had little pockets of like not being a total asshole, but for the most part, like he hasn't shown her aside from when she was almost dead or he thought Uh she was dead or whatever. He hasn't shown her really any specific attention that was any really different than he treats uh, Sophie because he flirts with Sophie too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, the difference is, is Sophie doesn't flirt back. Right. You know, and, and that's not to say, I think, I don't think that will likes Tessa. I, th- I think he definitely has feelings for her, but he's not mm-hmm. behaving in a way. So we've got this like weird insta love situation where Tessa's got this huge crush on him and she thinks they have this connection, but he's actually not given her any reason to think that she's like kind of deluding herself, Uh huh. Mm-hmm. you know, and just because her delusion happens to be true doesn't mean she has any evidence to have that delusion in the first place. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully well, that made sense. <laughs> well, that's kind of, of sorry. Amanda hasn't even been able to talk and I'm going to answer you. I'm fine. You guys are saying everything. Well, to me, it's just I feel what you're saying, but I don't think that in her 17 year old, 16 year old mind, mm-hmm. she's made that connection quite yet. Oh, to for where sure. for sure. And obviously we're doing spoiler free. So I'm <sighs> in the point of the book that I'm in at this moment. I would say will because mm-hmm. that's where her brain's at. That yeah, doesn't gotcha. mean that's my opinion for the end of time but it is right now where we're at right because I don't although I think it's like me being like Jim's a better match for you but that doesn't mean you're going to take my advice or change your feelings what do you think Amanda yeah well because I I absolutely agree because even after the hand kiss or whatever she Uh still went to Will when she found out he was the first person she went to right when she found out she's staying so I agree like I said I don't think it'd be fair to Jem that would yeah. be sad. And um, especially because they're parabotai, like they're always going to be near each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, so. I've got a hot take. So I've got a hot take. I think Tessa should be with Gabriel. <laughs> Mortman. Um, <laughs> you said his name wrong. Tessa and Morty. <laughs> she, well, it's, that is who she's meant to be with, right? It's been prearranged. Yeah. For, right, yeah. right. Predestined. Yeah. Why she was born. No, I, I I do think you're right in terms of like at this point, Tessa doesn't deserve Jem because she hasn't mm-hmm. noticed that he's there. This is like the classic trope of like protagonist taking the best friend character for granted and then realizing oh wait this person is so great and all I've been doing is talking about like can you get me a date with your brother you know what I mean or whatever Uh like it's it's that through the lens of the protagonist is right and not doing anything wrong versus through the lens of the the poor schmuck who keeps getting passed over and he's like just look at me 
that's that's not to say Tessa doesn't have any right to be like I'm not into it but Uh she totally does but she she just doesn't and she's just failing to see Jem as like a human who might be her friend Uh because like he's not really I mean he did kiss her hand but other than that like he's not really like coming on strong he's just trying to like Mm -hmm. be nice to her which plays into his character he's nice to everybody so it's Mm -hmm. not like he's being like creepy like that guy in the copy room that's like do you want me to get that for you and then like yeah no do you think some of that has to do with her knowing sophie's feelings Ooh, maybe because i think that she sees sophie as more than um as time's going especially like her standing up to jessamine and stuff Uh uh-huh i think with the whole more main debacle and everything i think she sees sophie more as a peer peer thank you yeah i was gonna say a line (laughs) then she does as you know a lady in waiting i don't know what you would you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know housekeeper yep i know they say servant i don't like it i know it's weird but i guess that's what it's called anyway um maybe she doesn't want to go there because she doesn't want to hurt sophie's feelings and she knows what sophie's feelings are Regardless of her saying, I think you should be with Thomas, because she said that because she knew that Thomas liked Sophie. Exactly. And I think she's just trying. And obviously, it's Thomas. But it, and it's that's like not a possibility her. anymore. Oh. So maybe she doesn't want to, you know, step in that lane in the, in the middle of the way. So she just wouldn't even have looked at Jem that way. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe. And and it's it's a nice parallel to see. Tessa pushing Sophie towards Thomas, who she doesn't have any interest in. When, <laughs> as as a reader, I want to push Tessa towards Jem, who right now she's not really showing, other than like uh-huh. he's hot and like a hot guy kissed my hand and that's fucking awesome. Like <laughs> right aside from right. from that, like there's pretty much not anything, mm-hmm. and certainly not making out in an attic. But Jem would never throw, right. shove her away, I'm sure. Right. There is that. All right. Um, I've got a I've got a question for you guys, actually. How did you like this book and like the beginning of this series in comparison to the Mortal Instruments? Like what compare and contrast, what did you like? What did you not like better about each? Um, I just liked this so much more and I don't know, I don't know exactly, I guess you guys really, I think pitched it to me well, telling me that it was sort of more of a mystery, Mm -hmm. um, which was more fun, you know, waiting for that surprise and figuring out who Mort Main is and all of that stuff. That was so much fun. And I like all of the characters so much more. Yeah. I'm not mad at anybody all the time. Like I was at Clary and. Like <laughs> having all these issues with people and I obviously didn't love Simon. Mm-hmm. So I really loved this one a lot more. It was just, yeah, I like all the characters and everything a lot more. So, yeah. What about you, Robin? Um, TMI has more of a sense of nostalgia for me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do really like that. Um, Although I have always preferred the Infernal Devices better. Mm-hmm. 
TMI hits that, like, I know it sounds silly, but it's like, my mom's house smells like my great-grandma's house, which kind of smells like yep. vinyl and mold and something, but it just makes me, you know what I mean? You're out somewhere and you're like, it smells like wood Grandma? paneling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it has that sort of sense to it where it's yeah, like, that, oh, that okay. that sensory memory. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I like the... When are we doing City of Bones to this one? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like yeah. the first book to the first book? Yeah. Or 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 even just like the the setting. Like like the differences in the the story of the first three versus the infernal devices. Cause to me, I liked the action in TMI. Okay, yeah. Cause okay. it was Although the story is good and the infernal devices and I like I like the mystery aspect of it, like mm-hmm. you're saying, mm-hmm. um, there's obviously there was more action. Yeah. And it was also exciting figuring out building the world, because although there is some world build out and too much is too much. Mm-hmm. But reading it for the first time, then you get to like you're listing all the rules and all this cool stuff and like imagine putting yourself in that position and. You know, ooh, vampire, werewolf, Stella, shadow hunter. And then you learn about kind of the beginnings and the silent brothers. And you go to the bone city and all these new places and stuff and figuring out what that is, what that looks like. You get to see Alicante, mm-hmm. like all these other places. And then this is kind of just London. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, so that's I do like that aspect of it. Yeah. But I really like. I guess it. I mean, I like the characters here too. So, mm-hmm. I like the characters in both, but I like them for different reasons. Right. I think I like the pop culture references and stuff in TMI. Right. <laughs> yeah. I always really liked that. I do. That is one of my favorite things about like urban fantasy. That's truly like an urban fantasy, like set in our world, like maybe like a underworld kind of a situation. Because I do like quippy, witty social commentary like that's fun for me and pop culture uh-huh. um I think between the two the, the the biggest difference for me is that the infernal devices the characters are more mature um and because mm-hmm. of that increased maturity like I'm not as annoyed with them right like Clary <laughs> yep. is very immature but that's because she's like a 16 year old girl like she's 16 like and she's mm-hmm. she's been raised in the modern world so she's what we know what a 16 year old is like you know in the modern world whereas you know 150 years ago a 16 year old was like a grown-ass woman like you know what I mean Uh yeah you were and you had to be more mature than that I mean otherwise you end up like Jessamine yeah (laughs) yeah right but I think Clary obviously was sheltered as well oh for sure yeah and, and I think just being able to relate to Tessa more because of that, because like Tessa's making more logical decisions, even when she's making really stupid decisions, mm-hmm. most of the time I understand why she's making those decisions, like where her thought process is, no matter how wrong I think it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> I'm just, oh, yeah. there's no way I'm as, um, as spontaneous and as impulsive as Clary is. Right. So it's hard for me to relate to her. As a protagonist. Yeah. And it's not even like, 
to me, you get into that position where it's like, okay, if you're a protagonist, if Jace was the protagonist mm-hmm. of the story and it's his main point of view, not that he's a superhero, but he has superhuman abilities yeah. that could make him either have that confidence or be that person to take that initiative and be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Where Clary, I could relate to hers in the fact of, especially when I first read it, we're both kind of around the same age. She goes to school. She's this. She likes this kind of music or whatever. But I just don't. I wouldn't act like that at all. Yeah. Right. So not very Definitely. relatable. Yeah. It, it's it's hard to put yourself in that position when you're not in the same headspace as that character, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So next question. Okay, so this kind of like plays off of our our last question. Do you enjoy the respite from uh, the TMI characters, um, as we've all mentioned, liking the Infernal Devices? Um, does this step back in time make you cringe a little knowing that you'll have to go back to Clary's modern day problems and being annoyed? 100%. <laughs> Listen, I can't lie. City of Fallen Angels is trash. It is so boring. I don't like the plot in that book, but like you have to read it in order to understand the rest of the series. And like mm-hmm. every great series has a dud, right? Like everyone's got the one book that everyone's like, oh, yeah, we just pretend right, that, that one, one didn't one. exist. <laughs> like we skip <laughs> over it in our rereads. Yeah. I don't know. It's very, it's very like, plotty mm-hmm. it's very okay. it's very plot heavy without a lot of character development and the plot is not exciting but the, the plot is like mm-hmm. very like repetitive and redundant you're talking about book two right yeah the, the i feel like the second half of the series of tmi yeah i really enjoyed the the side characters quests or side character stories. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I do have that to look forward to. Yes. I had like, I remember thinking this when I was reading this book and I was getting really annoyed because I was like, w- like when they first came out. Right. So like we had been waiting for these books and like, as they were coming out, we're like, Oh my God, I got to read them. Yep. So I waited all this time. For this fucking book <laughs> to be something that I was not expecting nor wanting. Okay. And right. I remember like reading it and being like, okay, look, I feel like we are pigeonholing Jason Clary into these last three books and trying to give them, let's try to find conflict and, and make and stretch this story out for another three books for these characters. When in reality, it would have been so much easier to follow a different set of three or, or I'm sorry, a different, you know, character or whatever in that maybe same friend group. Like Robin said, I like yep. the, the side character stuff more like that. I feel like would have been a fresher take than trying to like ring plot out of these characters that like they're done. They don't need yep, more. I agree. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely. Because the same sort of stuff could have happened. You just see it from a different perspective with different well, characters. And so. then the infernal device. So the other thing to me 
is TMI, their characters center around the same age group. Like, obviously, Magnus is there. But everybody's around 16, 17. You have Maris, you have Robert, but they're not really key players they're at the all. They're parents. Yeah, they don't count. And they're they're not really involved. And I know Charlotte is only 23. Mm-hmm. But she stepped into that role out of being, like, 23. She's running the Institute, basically. Right. And you get the extra, the different personalities, like mm-hmm. the mad scientist with yes. Henry and then Charlotte being like this absolute boss babe and Jessamine's kind of whiny and Jim's this romantic, poetic soul. And it's kind of like Alec is an angsty teen. Clary's an angsty teen. Simon's an angsty teen. Jason's Jason an angsty, an angsty teen. teen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's you're all kind of getting the same character. Isabel's so a secret angsty teen. Exactly. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, you're getting all the same kind of, like, uh, where it's not as dimensional as mm-hmm. different characters that have different interests and are doing different things. Yep. And I think that Mortmain is a better villain. Yes. Than yeah. B-Tang. Yeah. Definitely. 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 No, and, yeah. And I bet yeah, he that was a good won't twist. have a rat tail if they make. Oh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> just TV one. Show. It's, like, multiple rat tails. What, what was the budget? They, I they couldn't have spent the budget why. on something else? Why? In every aspect of this character. I know we're like, we're it's a dead horse and we're beating it, but I don't care. <laughs> every single time beating has been introduced or talked about or whatever, it's always said how put together he is. Yep. He's a very suit and tie, formal He's got like right blonde hair, white blonde white hair, hair, basically. Yeah, white just, hair. And, but it, and it's there's no. I mean, he's just very like by the book to a T. He probably irons his underwear. Right. <laughs> and they have like Hook from freaking Once Upon a Time playing him. Yep. Yep. Like it just it didn't fit. The guy liner. He and looks everything. like he went on Waterworld. Like, yep. come on. <laughs> it was so bad. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We're we are getting way the fuck off track. <laughs> I am so sorry. This is what we do. Um, okay, so next question. Do you think Jasmine has any redeeming qualities? Who sent that in? Catherine. Oh, okay, okay. No. <sighs> I think she showed little sparks of it here and there that could be, and then she just smacked it right out of there right away. Okay, here's the thing. Knowing what we know now. Sorry. Based on this book, you mean? Based on this book. Okay. Absolutely not. Absa, absa, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, even to me, I feel like almost even when she was doing things that would be redeeming, like hitting Nate in the head, Rapunzel mm-hmm. style with the frying pan, mm-hmm. that was to save her own butt. Yep. Right. It's not, I mean, obviously it helped out Sophie and Tessa, but it also was to save herself. Right. And then she was so mean to Nate and so pissed off because he had made her look scorned, like a woman scorned, like egg on her face or whatever. It wasn't necessarily because she was so offended for Tessa. She was mad about what had happened to her. Right. All of her motivations are selfish. Uh Uh-huh. Her in her dollhouse. So creepy. 
Okie dokely. And yes, I just said Oakley dokely. Like I'm fucking Ned Flanders. There's a street in Portland and it's Northeast Flanders. And Robin and I saw drove by the sign once and someone had written a D on there. So it was <laughs> Ned Flanders. Love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, who's going to miss that opportunity? So great. <laughs> All right. We've got another Jessamine question. Um, this one from Olive Scent 98 from Instagram. Uh, I like how they modified a parasol for Jessamine to use as her weapon. What would your weapon choice be? Traditional or modifi- modified? Oh. Because they modified a cane for Jim too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and Isabel's got her whip. And so, like, I feel like all the shadow hunters have, like, their speciality. Uh-huh. Mine would be, like, a sushi gun. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't like sushi, it's not great. But if you do, you'd be like, ah, like, mouth open trying to catch it. It's a good time. <laughs> And the demons are all allergic to fish. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. It's rune fish. What about you, Robin? I feel like I'd want to use nunchucks. Nunchucks. Ooh. Because of, like, Michelangelo. But in my brain. (laughs) Computer hacking skills. Nunchucks. Uh Exactly. I feel like that's too close of combat because I'm scared. Yeah. (laughs) So I, and I was like, a crossbow would bolt, whatever, but it it would take long to load the bolt. Yeah. Right. So it'd probably be a bow and arrow. So that way I could be faster away, further away. Gotcha. I like it. <laughs> I think I would want something personalized, like modified. I would want to do like, I would want like some badass like uh, brass knuckles with like serif blades, like on the knuckles. Like Edward hands. Yeah, but like you know, like it goes over like it's almost like a half glove, right? And then like they're just on top of your knuckles, so when you punch someone, it's just like serif blades stabbing into their face, like that's yes. And when you're not punching someone, they'll go back into their tubes, <laughs> like Wolverine, <laughs> like Wolverine. <laughs> Dude, it's like that meme where it's like somebody has crystals on their. I want one so bad. I saw it. Uh-huh. I was like, someone needs to be making that. I'm sure somebody somewhere is making that. Uh-huh, saying like someone needs to get their chakra aligned. Right? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would be cool. The brass knuckles just looks like you're wearing rings. I don't know. To me, it seems like if you had something modified, it because you used it all the time. It was you. Whatever. Right. Like, Jessamine's going to go on a stroll with a parasol always. Right. Yeah. And Jem needs a walking cane to walk because he gets tired easily. I don't know if I have anything that's just always me or that I always take with me. My cell phone. My purse. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how that would be helpful. I don't know. Somehow the underwire from my bra is like a weapon. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I was just going for cool factor, guys. I'm going with sushi gun. Yeah, but you wear lots of rings. So it doesn't, it makes sense for you to have stuff Mm -hmm. on your hands. Oh. It's a bit of a stretch. I also don't go punching people. (laughs) All right. Uh, the next one comes from uh, the car journey, I believe. 
from Instagram. After the end of Clockwork Angel, how do you think a lot of Charlotte's downworld al- downworlder allies view the London Institute? Like most, oh, uh, like most of them likely would uh, have known who the true magister is. Do you think the botch plan really dented Charlotte's standing within the downworld? Um, also, would be super would be super curious to hear your thoughts comparing and contrasting Will and Jace Herondale. Who do you, who do you guys like better at this stage? Um, and they said, I really enjoyed your podcast. It makes uh, for super enjoyable laundry folding. <laughs> Love that we can bri- provide you some uh, entertainment mm. while you're doing the worst job in the whole world. Agreed. <clears throat> And they also said, uh, as a like a, a PS, uh, also, I live in London, so it's super fun to be reading TID. Happy to answer any burning questions about the city, i.e. is Chelsea a posh part? Yes, yes, it is, even 150 years later. That's Yay! Okay. We didn't even have to Google it. <laughs> okay, so back to the question. What do we think about Charlotte and the down world? I think that absolutely all of the hold to Quincy thing completely ruined a lot of stuff for her on both sides, Downworld and Shadowhunter. Mm-hmm. I'm scared for her. Nervous, I think- not scared, like for her life, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely, I agree. Um, it, the whole de Quincy debacle was, I feel handled very poorly. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's probably going to have some blowback. Although there's one thing that I don't, um, I don't agree with because um, she was asking if, if like most of the um, downworlders would have likely known who the magister was. But we know very specifically that like no one really knows. They know uh, that there is a magister, but they don't know who the magister is um, through Nate and Mrs. Dark. We, both, we, we know that to be true, that it's not widespread knowledge. Mm hmm. Probably just specifically for the reason that, like, the Shadowhunters would eventually find out. <laughs> right. And it'd be, like, kind of embarrassing if they, like, came to uh, confront him, like, at his warehouse in the middle of the day when he wasn't, like, wearing his supervillain cape. <laughs> He'd be like, no, no. My, this is Mortmain, not Morty. <laughs> Morty the Magister. <laughs> okay. So for me, mm-hmm. unless things have changed and then got worse and then changed again, at this point in time, I don't think the werewolves in, wait, sorry, person slash wolves. <laughs> Thank you, God. How and dare you? vampires so get along. So yeah. I don't know if they would care that the Shadowhunters killed De Quincey. I think that it would make it so that they had more of an advantage for how many people that they had, people slash wolves, mm-hmm. that they had in London. Mm-hmm. And De Quincey was a pretty, like, powerful vamp dude. Right. Mm-hmm. So that leaves that space open. So I don't know if they necessarily would have cared. I think they might probably thought it would be more funny than anything. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, we haven't seen much fairies except that hobgoblin dude that kind of, like, popped mm-hmm. up and tried to murder Jessamine. Because I don't think... I don't know if it's from this book or not, or if I'm spoiling something or whatever. I don't think fairies like to go 
top side. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Unless they have to or they're on a mission or something. So I don't think they're also invested. So I would say that they've definitely slandered their reputation with vampires and the vampire clan. But I don't know if downworlders are necessarily super united against shadow hunters and think that it's going to be this like crazy, horrible thing. Right. Right. Like it's going to be a new war or something. That's a good point. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I I think this is a, a, a little bit more of a nuanced issue. I think that, yeah, they'd be like, hey, it's a boon for us if the fucking bloodsuckers are, you know, whittled <laughs> down a little bit. You know, it's good for our turf. But at the same time, I think seeing how completely and, like, wholly the the clave can just kind of come in and get, just yep. exterminate, basically, is what they did. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, a whole clan. I, I feel like that would not go unnoticed by the other downworlders in terms of just like, OK, like, yeah, it helps us them not being around. But, you know, enemy of yeah. my enemy is not always my friend. So. Right. Uh-huh. Really got to be on your toes now. Right. All right. The thing is. I wonder if they would get around why they did it. Sure. Uh-huh. Because they were torturing Nate. Mm-hmm. You know, also on top of everything else. Right. Like, but- they broke the law mm-hmm. by torturing this human or whatever, so. But at the same time, like, there's no trial. There's no proof. No. How I'm do just we saying, know? I, I, I could see how that could breed, like, some resentment and uh-huh. suspicion of, like, okay you say like we don't know uh-huh so yeah, i can agree with that so i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> tensions are a little like don't piss off the shadow right. hunters they're they're feeling yep. stabby <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the next part of the question is uh uh blah, blah, blah. compare and contrast will and jace Carindale, um, who do you guys like better at this stage? I'll go first. At this stage, Jace is way better. <laughs> now, if we compare first book Jace to first book Will, Jace is still better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first book Will sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know 100%. why. I just... At least... Unless I'm being crazy. (laughs) I think that you could see in the first book, regardless, Jace had feelings for Clary. And he, Clary knew Uh that they had feelings for each other. Right. Yeah. And he was was playing the tough guy thing. Yeah. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And whatever. But they're both, obviously, they're both witty. Obviously, they're both funny. As Kristen coined the term. Herondales are going to Herondale. Like, they yep. have a lot of similar interests right. and things like that. And they're both... The thing is, I think Jace has... I don't... Obviously, we don't know exactly what happened with Will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except that he's just Dane Cook repeating his mantra in his head. <laughs> I did my best. But from... <laughs> I did my best. From what I what we know at this point of their background story, I feel like Jace would have more of a reason to be 
like he had way more daddy issues uh-huh family definitely. issues uh-huh. like his mom literally he was literally cut from his mom's womb after she killed herself right okay it was like intense and then, <laughs> raised yeah. by drama v-tang like, with a secret brother and this stuff over and it seems like will was able to live at home until he was 12 mm-hmm. there was an incident that happened and he cut ties with his family that's right. what we know right mm-hmm. so it's which also has to be painful but not like not that. That. Yeah. <laughs> Madness. And yet somehow Jace is still a better person at this point to me than Definitely Will is. Definitely more uh-huh. likable. Because Will's yeah. not even nice to, he's mean to Sophie. He's flirting with her and mean to her. Right. He takes Charlotte for granted, mm-hmm. even though the, she's really doing everything she can to try to watch him. And at least Jace had some like oomph with Maris. Like he had issues with her when she. Right. In City of Ashes when she was like, eh, you gotta go. Right. Yep. But he, he struggled because he was valid. hurt because he did have yeah. an emotional mm-hmm. relationship with her. Yep. Sorry, I'm rambling now. <laughs> no, no I, I like that you can see the the similarities in them like right away. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first like first little bit, the first chapter, I was like, oh, there's Jace. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. So I like that a lot. And like one of Will's points even to think that the whole Mortmain thing was his fault was he's so awesome. Like he should have gotten that. That's totally a Jace thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Herondale's got a Herondale. Yeah. Right. Fishing from the same pond. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just avoiding the same ducks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I I agree with everything you guys said in, in terms of the comparing and contrasting. And I would like to take it a step further, if you will. Okay. Mm. Please do. So <clears throat> I want to look at... Will and Tessa's relationship, book book one, versus uh, Jace and Clary's relationship. Because I find it interesting that Will and Tessa have more in common up front and, like, in your face. Like, they're both super into books. They like stories. Like, like those kinds, you know. They, they click, right? Those those two things right. match up. It makes sense why they would be drawn to one another because they have similar interests, right? And then you have Clary and Jace who literally have nothing in common mm-hmm. at all from personality to style to behavior and attitude and all of those things. And I think it's very interesting that the relationship that you would expect to be like easy – because they get along and make sense and like, oh yeah, of course, is much more, it feels much more forced than this odd couple that doesn't, like, they're fucking brother and sister for half the time that you're shipping them, right? Like, there's absolutely no reason to ship these two together other than the fact that the the characters have chemistry. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Tessa and Will don't have any chemistry. They do. It's just not very good in the book, in the first book. And and there's not much of it. I feel like, but I think, I don't know that that's necessarily an issue between the, the chemistry of the characters as much as like Tessa's just lame in this book. She's like a fucking wet blanket and like everything just happens to her and she doesn't have really a whole lot like in unless her life is in danger she doesn't really do anything for herself and especially in yeah. her relationship with will she doesn't take any initiative really like it doesn't feel like like the only time she 
speaks to him with any sort of kind of like pushback is like after he's wounded her. Like she doesn't really show any like poor baby. I don't know. Yeah. I'm rambling. Does that make any sense? Well, I think she's also restrained because of what year it is. True. Yeah. Very true. And she was, she, it sounds like she kind of grew up a little sheltered too. You know, she Mm -hmm. really just was with her aunt all the time. That might sound like she had many friends or anything. That might be the source of my disconnection with Tessa is just like, especially in this first book, her, her brain is in such a different place and like Mm -hmm. her worldviews are so very different because of the era and the way she was raised and all of those things that you pointed out. I think that might be why as I'm like, girl, like (laughs) get hip to the wise. Let's go. Uh I'm tired. (laughs) Love it. All right, I got a fun one for you guys. Okay, you ready? You okay. Ready? Fuck Mary Kill, Gem Magnus Luke. Is this the one that you were asking for? Because I think it's rude. <laughs> this is from Catherine in the Facebook group. Uh, when I asked for, I reminded people to to comment. Uh, she gave us this as I I believe a punishment. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, she's like I'm you, not going you've first. done one absolutely too many. <laughs> yep. I I said a hundred percent too many times. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, there's only one way. Okay. To do yeah. this, I think mine's going to be different. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go first. The only way to make this happen is to marry Jem, fuck Magnus, and kill Luke. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Daddy's got to go. I'm a little hurt. (laughs) It burns a little bit. Amanda's shaking it off. on me. (laughs) She's like, oh, damn. (laughs) Did not expect that, Robin. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> so I'm a father. I'm taking this as where we're at right now in life. Oh, that's such a cop out. Okay. Not the life we're going to have potentially later. Okay. okay. We have no spoilers. Okay. So I'm going to kill Jim because he's on borrowed time anyway. Oh, God. And then, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if I married Magnus, I'd have more fun. You'd have a very That's interesting fair. life. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, Luke is Luke. And Luke's already old. Luke is very stable. Uh-huh. But he's also, like, no, I am so stupid. We're about the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's our age You now. might be older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, that just got me. He's supposed to yeah. be a parent. I am old. Wow. <laughs> a ton of bricks just fell on me, guys. Oh. I'd probably marry Luke. Okay. Respect. Yep. Respect. Yep. But I that is why. 
Okay, okay I am copping out 110%. You are. I would do the same as Robin, but my opinion on killing Jem would not change, even at the end of the series, after we get to know him more. Sorry. <gasps> she... You killed Loke, bitch. <laughs> she's where she's at. Okay. <gasps> <gasps> okay. Yep. Just remember, she's where she's at. I know. Yep. I know. I know. I know. We'll get oh to it boy. Too. Okay. We'll, we'll obviously get to talk about that more later. <laughs> <laughs> we we have one more fuck Mary kill. This one from uh, Big Oof on instagram and it's fuck mary kill gem will magnus <laughs> which for me my first two stay the same and my last one changes to will <laughs> he dying <laughs> right especially if we're going off of this book yeah off of this book yeah <coughs> mm-hmm. after I would chapter 20 will. specifically i would kill will mm-hmm. mary magnus Mm. If, yeah, going off of this book, yeah. Okay. I would um, Mary Magnus kill Jem. Fuck Will. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Savage. He just doesn't seem like, I don't, very enthusiastic if you get my gist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <gasps> Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Oh. Honey, you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back on track. Robin, did you have something? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you were raising no. your hand. No. I'm okay. playing with my bra straps. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Keeks226 asks, uh, which characters do you all think you are most similar to in personality? I need uh, overthought explanations, please. <laughs> So what do you think? So I don't know, but I feel like both of you could be a Charlotte, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could be a I Charlotte. I think I would probably be closer to Sophie or Jem just because I have so much empathy and I like to clean. <laughs> you like to sleep, is that what you said? Clean. Clean. Clean, okay, okay. But I also like to sleep, so Jem it is. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't even write. <sighs> I could be a Charlotte, but I would not enjoy being a Charlotte. Yeah. It would stress me out. I would only do it if no one else would do it. <laughs> okay. Which is basically how I take responsibility for shit. I'm like, I'll do it because <laughs> no one else is going to do it. So I guess I should. Great. Uh, it's like, it's me at work. Like, I can't say no. Yep. The answer is always yes. I'll find a way. It's it's a sickness, quite literally. Uh, yeah. But what I really want to be is a Jocelyn with, without the tra- tragic past. Like, that's what I really want to be. Okay. Just wearing overalls and 
painting paintings that nobody buys, but you're independently rich because your ex husband <laughs> left you all these like jewels and shit. <laughs> like, That's right. Like I am down with that. <laughs> like let's live like that. <laughs> Robin, is sorry. that who you are? Me? Yeah, is that your answer, Jocelyn? Yeah, my my answer is I'm probably more of a Charlotte, but I wish I was a Jocelyn. Okay. I got you. But without, like, um, the shitty parts about Jocelyn. <laughs> right. I will say, I just want to say, I'm Agatha. No, I'm not. No, you're not. No. I would say Charlotte is my brain. I don't think I'm as brave as she is. But every situation I'm in, and I don't, not a people person, I don't think. But I always just have to take charge. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Work. Yeah. Conferences. The general manager told me, I'm glad you were here to take charge of the meeting. Well, because Multiple otherwise, times. because otherwise nobody's going to fucking do it. And it's going to be an inefficient me- mess. And it's going to waste your fucking time. And I don't have time to waste. Or they're not going <laughs> to do it the way I want it to be done. Yeah, it's true. That as well. <clears throat> yes. Uh-huh. Plus, also, I think Charlotte has lots of empathy. I think she gets good Uh advice. Mm -hmm. I think she is easy to talk to. I think she has a good listening skills. Which, do you think she has nunchuck skills? So that would work out for your um, weapon? Dude, that would be great if she did. (laughs) Which, I mean, I don't know if I could be, like, I don't know if I could run an institute. Mm -hmm. But I also know I'm not close to anyone else and you're aligned. not alone you have henry you know to kind uh-huh. of back you up even though he doesn't typically it sounds like but it's not always just on you yeah but i think that would be why that she's yep. directive and that's the type of person i am i'm In obviously mrs setting. black because the cat right yeah <laughs> yeah definitely mm-hmm. i'd like to be an isabel I'd like to be mm-hmm. an Izzy. Mm-hmm, Free spirit sure. and daring and beautiful and, and young. such a freaking amazing <laughs> friend. Yeah. Yeah. Izzy's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, now you got me like pondering, like in terms of like not just what we've read on on screen, but like in general, like whatever. I don't know. Uh-huh. I think Amanda nailed nailed the nailed it on the head. I I don't think I'm like anyone else more than Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No, I don't know. You. If we're talking about, it's because I'm bossy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Amanda being like um. Dang it. Sorry, my brain's not freaking working right now. Six-fingered Nigel. I was going to say, Amanda's too nice to be any of these fucking characters. All these characters are assholes. I could see her being a Lucy. (laughs) We're not there yet. Yeah, I don't know a Lucy yet. Okay. But I could see that. Okay. So, um, the the follow-up question is... uh, 
what are the character's favorite form of liquid courage? Modern or internationally based drinks, super welcome. So like, okay, let's, what would Will drink? What would be Will's drink? I think like a whiskey on the rocks or like something. I was going to say bourbon. Yep. Something mm-hmm. like sophisticated, Scotch. make him feel older. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really like it as much as he, and he wishes that he could have like a tequila sunrise or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what he really like wants Jay is said, a marg. <laughs> get something brown. Give me something brown. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I need a manly thing. Yeah, he needs a blue Hawaiian is what he, what he really wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's that guy that only drinks AMFs because they taste like blue lemonade. So delicious. So fucked up. Charlotte has fireball. Uh, Yeah, because she likes the ginger. It's spicy. Oh, gosh. I feel like um, Charlotte would also like whiskey. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's straight like that. I feel like Henry would drink like a pina colada. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Like it would be something like you wouldn't expect from Henry. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Jem would drink like sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's super sophisticated. Or like a red wine. Like a really uh-huh. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like something super fancy. Yeah, exactly. he's definitely a man of refined tastes. Uh huh. Ex- yeah, he yep. he's not yep. gonna be. You're not gonna catch Jim drinking a natty ice. And see, I could see Henry drinking like an IPA. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do let's do hipster drinks for these. Right. <laughs> okay. I like where this is going. So yes, you're right. I totally see Henry being like that guy. That's like, I like it hoppy. You know that guy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in that case, uh, Charlotte is like she's like a no nonsense. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this. It's gonna be good, but it's also gonna fuck me up. So I think she's like a Moscow mule or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've never had one of those before. They're delicious. I feel like yeah. Tessa drinks a sight hard cider. Oh I was yeah, thinking something cidery too. That's funny. Uh-huh. I was thinking like a hot toddy. And um and Jessamine's the bitch at the fucking dive bar that orders a Cosmo. A oh. white wine. <laughs> yeah. The Lemon drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, like, I know this is a truck stop, but can you do you have a martini glass? Can you make me a Cosmo? They just make her like a weak vodka crayon. They're like, here you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and it's HRD vodka. Dude. Oh, dude. Back in the day, I will not say how old I am or, or how old I was at the time. But back in the day, we thought that if we bought HRD, which is like $6 for a half gallon. Yeah. We bought it's that like and ran alcohol. it through a Brita water filter multiple times that that would somehow make it better. It did not. Okay. <laughs> no. It's fair. No. No. <laughs> did we forget anybody? Um, Tessa? No. No. She's a, she's a cider girl. Cider, that's right. Yeah. I think um I would I think Thomas would drink 
something mm. similar, like a blue moon, like an orange. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Something stout for that. Yeah. Godlike physique. <laughs> and then Sophie. Mm-hmm. I think Sophie would be a little bit of a wild card. I think she would be like, she'd get some like mixologist shit. She'd be like, I just like to try something new. Yeah. All right. That's fun. Okay, next question. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Let's do this. Do you think Cassandra Clare's writing got better in Clockwork Angel? Yes. Um, (laughs) I think TID shows so much growth from TMI, and the characters are way more vivid, but that might just be me because I have a hard time imagining Shadowhunters in mid-2000s New York City, which I've experienced. (laughs) That was from uh, Brooke Ramos. Thank you for your comment. Um, I think we actually kind of covered this in a previous question. But I, yes, the characters are so much more developed and Mm -hmm. different from each other and distinguishable. And their personalities are more rich than in Uh TMI. Mm -hmm. And everybody's not an angry teen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have personalities. Uh-huh. That are individual and of their own. Well, and every <laughs> chapter didn't start with somebody waking up to do a transition. Mm-hmm. Right. City of beds. It was not city, city of beds. beds. <laughs> no, well, but there was still quite like, a bit of waking up in this book. There was. Not as much, but there was. Yeah. And honestly, when I say the book, I'm okay. Not the second half of TMI. I'm sorry. It's just not. But I'm like, oh, this is my favorite book. This is my favorite book because it's the newest one. It's the one I'm currently reading. Yeah. So, I mean, it has to be because your writing's getting better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. On top of it. Oh, and it's it's so crazy to see the the difference because, I mean, these these are like 15 years apart in terms. And uh-huh. she's written so much since then. Like, there's so much content that, like, yeah, you're – Writing is a craft. It it needs to be honed and continuously exercised in order to, to be good. So, yeah, it's going to get better with every book. And the books, like, uh, Chain of Iron, fucking incredible. Like, mm-hmm. totally different, you know, in terms of Oh, my writing. God. Yep. Yeah. Knock your socks off. That's my favorite book right now. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, I've got one more Will question. Um, if Will was a real person, would you actually date him despite his negative slash slightly toxic personality traits? Like two chapters ago. 17 year old me still would. Yeah. That's, I need validation. That was, that was exactly what I was going to say. It's like teenager me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me now, never in a fucking million years. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, thirty-three-year-old me is no, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Seventeen-year-old me, yes. Exactly. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. Okay. Um. So Tessa, Jessamine, and um Charlotte all have very different ideas about the appropriate roles for women. How much of each woman's attitude do you think comes from the beliefs of the day, and how much from her own experiences? Um, I think Tessa's and Jessamine's come from the time period. Mm-hmm. At least Tessa's evolving, I think. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Charlotte comes from her experience as a shadow hunter mm-hmm. in that same time frame with the fact that she said her father ran the Institute. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. that way she was able to see the comings and goings and how to be a leader mm-hmm. where some females shadow hunters aren't in that position because right. either their family doesn't let them get close to the action of running it or mm-hmm. they don't live in an institute. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think their experiences are built on their world that way. But I think Jessamine's is very much, she was told she was going to be a lady and that's how she's going to act. And aunt Harriet told Tessa to do this. And that's why she has these mm-hmm. like initial, Oh my God, she can't do that. But yeah. I think Tessa's evolving and Jessamine is not. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Jessamine is, she's, specifically is choosing not to evolve Mm -hmm. I I think she knows I think Jessamine's a lot smarter than she lets on and she's very aware of like what she's actively doing and how it's probably a bad idea but she's gonna do it anyways because she's stubborn I Um, think in her head that's how she knows that's I think Jessamine thinks that's what men find attractive oh uh her whole goal is to get married so she's gonna act like that just because she thinks that's going to help her snag a husband. Right. Not necessarily right. be a good person. Right. Because in whatever whatever thing she's gone through as a kid or books she's read or things her parents have told her, that's what's attractive. So that's what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what she was trying to do for Nate. Right. That's a good point. Well, and it's not about finding a man and marrying with lots of money. She doesn't care about that. No, because mm-hmm. she has her own. <laughs> uh-huh. She just wants to get married. Mm-hmm. And live a normal life. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think that's that's part of what makes these characters, makes them intriguing enough for me to want to keep reading is because I am seeing Tessa's opinions change and kind of her eyes open to like, oh, well, maybe, maybe there's another way, you know, because... Mm-hmm. As as is evidenced by our our previous you know eighteen episodes, um, <laughs> I I have a hard time when they're super like I'm a girl I can't do anything. It, yep. It yeah, pisses me off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that her opinions are changing. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. <clears throat> Tessa definitely seems like, seems like she's evolving. Yeah. But I am very excited for the next book. I feel like yeah. it's it's got a much more the pacing of the second book is is better in my opinion. I I enjoy mm-hmm. it more. Um and it's not the first book in a series where you just get all the info and you know all that mm-hmm. crap. You we actually get in get to get into the story in the next book. Yeah. versus more of a setup. But stoked. I think that's all we have for questions. Awesome. Yeah, they were some good ones. Yeah. They were. I mean, they, and they were like thorough. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Nicely done, listeners. Right? A round of applause for you. Thank you for writing in. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for asking questions. It really helps us figure out kind of like what you enjoy listening like which of our mm-hmm. which of yep. our sidebars do you like <laughs> right it's not the one where we talk about what we did for 15 minutes right right <laughs> just kidding awesome 
<laughs> well, I think that wraps up the wrap up. All right. On to the next book. This is exciting. Make sure that you've read the prologue in chapter one, the cancel chamber and clockwork prints for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.